0: Welcome to the Aging Well Podcast. I'm Jeff Armstrong, here with Corbin Bruton. In this and the episodes that follow, we will share candid discussions on aging and hear from the experts. We are here to inform and encourage as we experience... Well, aging. It's just me, Dr. Jeff Armstrong, today. I decided to record a micropod on the state of health care. And first, let me be clear that I'm speaking as a spectator. I am not a medical doctor. I don't work in healthcare. I'm an academic. I look at data. I make observations. My area is exercise science, specifically exercise physiology. I stand on the preventative side of health. So, of course, I have my biases. Second, let me thank the frontline healthcare workers, nursing care workers, and support staff who have been working tirelessly and at risk as pawns at the will of the politicians and administrators over the last two years, and dare I say longer. Thank you for your sacrifice and your hard work. From the outside, I see several views of healthcare. I see little to no focus on health. We are perhaps better to call it sick care rather than health care. I might go as far as to call it scare care. This latter view is more so of the most highest positions in healthcare. It is certainly not the case of the caring nurses, doctors and staff who are interacting with patients daily. Many of these unfortunately are falling victim to what has been called compassion exhaustion. We are at a critical tipping point in healthcare. Hospitals are ill-equipped to manage pandemic waves. Staff and nurses are overworked and poorly paid. Hospitals are understaffed and schools can't train nurses fast enough. Medical schools focus on treatments and hierarchical leadership. Innovation is assigned a dollar value rather than a care value. Medical schools teach very little about exercise physiology and exercise pathophysiology and minimal about nutrition. The focus is on sick care. Two years into a pandemic, and we are still not hearing much from the CDC and healthcare leadership about how we become less hospitable hosts to the COVID-19 variants, or any virus for that matter. It is as if prevention is a one-size-fits-all proposition. We are hesitant to discuss the obesity pandemic that is spreading into our youngest. We hear nothing of the roles of physical activity and diet on immune system function. Few have likely heard the terms immunosenescence, or immunoaging aging or immunoinactivity. inactivity Few are being told that we can manage many of the comorbidities that affect the risk of severe infection, hospitalization, and death from the present virus. Only recently did I hear of a program that was training National Guard troops as certified nursing assistants to be deployed to understaffed hospitals. What a novel idea. I wish I had thought of it 18 months ago. I did. I am surprised that others didn't. Certainly others did, but sadly the wheels of progress are resistant to turning. I personally cannot understand why the government has not considered constructing mobile ICUs that could be deployed to overwhelmed hospitals and by FEMA during times of natural disaster. The cost of construction and storage surely pales in comparison to the cost of lives lost in states of emergency. Speaking of costs, we don't hear discussions about the tens of billions of dollars spent in the increasing number of states with high obesity rates. These billions could be saved with just a fraction of those dollars going to creating communities that provide safe access to physical activity to staffing schools with effective physical education programs and with healthy food programs. They could go toward funding medical training programs that recruit from underrepresented populations healthcare professionals who would be willing to return and serve their communities. They could go toward better staffing for elder care. They could go for child care and childhood physical activities. When was the last time the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports was relevant? There are countless cost-effective ways that dollars could be spent to improve the health of Americans and thereby reduce health care costs. It is my goal of this podcast to drive these discussions and to have guests who address these needs and point us to the resources needed to age well. We need to get our heads around universal health, not just universal health care. It is easy to be reactive, to treat disease rather than prevent it. Prevention takes effort. It takes planning. It takes innovation. What it really doesn't take is much money, at least relative to the cost of universal health care. What it isn't is profitable. There is far more money to be made from creating and selling pharmaceuticals and health care treatments than there is to be made from providing exercise and dietary support. There is too much money made from selling crap foods that make us sicker than providing access to all Americans to healthy food. There is more money to be made in making our lives more sedentary than there is in promoting physical activity. And when health is promoted, it is usually wrought with marketing and promises of shortcuts to success. There will always be sick among us who need care because of circumstances outside their control. There will always be those who will choose to live their lives as they will and expect health care to be available. We need to make the healthier choices available to all. We need a dramatic shift toward effective prevention and care, with the emphasis on prevention. We need to train more health care and elder care workers. Training, however, should require much greater emphasis on diet and exercise physiology. Our population is rapidly aging. We can choose to have a fragile, sick, undercared for population in need of treatments, or we can choose to have a strong, fit, healthy, independent population. We can choose to, well, age well, or we can choose to not. Thank you for joining me today, and I I hope this helps, and I hope it maybe drives some conversation. And certainly I hope that we can begin to look in the mirror, see the changes that we can personally make, And then look outside our window and see what we can do in our communities to make others healthier and give access to health and diet and exercise. Until next time, keep aging well. Thank you for listening. I hope you benefited from today's podcast. And Until next time, keep aging well.